Are you ready? We ready. We ready. We ready for y'all. Welcome to my podcast, We Ready. The story of an inner city high school football coach and his attempt to offend young men in a positive way, while at the same time working hard to raise a family. It's game day, Friday, October 9th, 2020. In this episode 5 of 11, this episode will deal with football and family. I will attempt to reach out to those in coaching and others in any career to balance your career while at the same time being present both physically and emotionally for your family. And as many of us know, this can be a difficult task. Hence, the title of my podcast. Oh, game day. It's another game day. We desperately miss those opportunities, those nine football Fridays that are on our schedule with the hope that we can earn more by our success on the field. Oh, game day. There's so many things we miss about game day as we continue to go about this unprecedented coronavirus pandemic. Game day. All of the sights and sounds and memories of Friday night's past, of those Fridays that we longed for as we approached the opening kickoff. Let's close our eyes and reminisce some of those things that would happen on Fridays leading into the into the Friday night lights. How about remembering the players as they wore their jerseys to school with pride as they walked throughout the halls in anticipation of the game that night? And those pregame meals as we sat together in unity and shared the camaraderie of our teammates in our preparation. How about those youth football nights when the Pop Warner youngsters would come up to Academy Field in their uniforms and those young men and those young ladies, the cheerleaders from the youth football program would be so excited to be on Academy Field Oh, I miss that. I miss those youngsters as they look to their future to one day play for the Goldbacks. How about the band as they marched onto the field and they played the national anthem and our album honor? Other schools may have their colors. For the distant mountain you forever will be loyal 
to the yellow and the blue. As we took the field, I can see our players jumping up and down as we prepared for the coin toss. And yes, yes, they were holding on to one another in unison, singing the We Ready chant. How about senior night? When all of our seniors would be celebrated with their family on Academy Field for the last game of their lives would soon be played on that home turf. How about when our college students, our former players, came back and visited the locker room on game night and they would have a moment to share with their former teammates and they would talk about how, how they missed goldback football and how they missed Friday nights. And how about alumni night when we would bring back all of the past goldback players? And it was just great to hear the stories and see the men who are now fathers and teachers and husbands as they moved on and they reminisced of their days of goldbacks. And the tears in our eyes are the memories of fallen former goldbacks. How about thinking of going to the stone, James Arline Stone, as we prepared for the opening kickoff and the memories and the gratitude that we have for the opportunity. There are so many memories that we have of Friday nights. How about after the game? We would get together, the players, I'm sure, they would go out with their buddies and have pizza and reminisce about the game. And the coaches, we would get together. Only when we won, which is another interesting point, maybe for another discussion, but we would get together and go out to a local restaurant and have some food and, and some beverage. And, and I can remember waking up on Saturday mornings, my stomach would hurt because we always ate bad, but it tasted so good after that win. There are so many things that we reminisce about on those Friday nights. We often take things for granted now that we're missing them, now that we no longer have them. But hopefully soon, Football Fridays will be back. Let's continue to strive to get back, to be grateful for what we have, and be safe out there. Breakdown! Something to ponder as we continue to deal with the anxiety of this COVID-19 crisis. We see so many cases of tragedy during this time. Many people are struggling to make ends meet. Many people are struggling with the craziness of this, of this society right now, with all the social unrest, of all the problems that are going on as a result of COVID. I urge all of you to take a step back 
and to remember that everyone is dealing with this time in their own way. Some of us are not dealing with it so well. I encourage you to pray for strength and patience and healing in knowing that we just never know what someone else is going through. I urge you to stay productive for everyone has a cross to bear. I pray that as this presidential election comes up, that we all remain peaceful and humble and that this transition will be one of peace and prosperity as we look to a brighter future. Today's dedication, I dedicate today's podcast to my fiance Maria, my bonita chiquita. I met Maria on December 20th, 2015. Maria's a pre-K teacher from Queens. She teaches in Brooklyn. Maria is the most gentle, sweetest, and loving person I've ever known. Her strength and her faith have been a guiding light for me. As I began a new life five years ago, after 34 years of marriage, this podcast is dedicated to this native of San Juan, Puerto Rico, has taught me so much about myself and my faith. Maria has reminded me of something that I preached constantly in my coaching days. Sudden change. For how we respond to sudden change will definitely affect the outcome of where we go and what our next step is. Maria suddenly changed as she got very sick on June 6, 2019. At around 1 p.m., she was administered her last rites. Miraculously, she survived, but not without much difficulty. In an eight months of rehab, her fight and her will to live, how God put his hand on her to strengthen her, her faith and her gratitude for life has been a shining light in my walk. She once again has reminded me to be ready. For in this life, there are many ups and downs. This coronavirus has showed us what sudden change is all about and how we deal with it. Maria, I love you and thank you for everything. Break down! Today's team meeting, the family part of football, the middle of the triad of the three F's, football, family, and faith. How does one deal with the duties, the challenges of coaching, of leadership, of a career, and of being there for your family, that balance. Think about balance, the ability to stay grounded, the ability to 
be unwavering, the ability to keep yourself upright. Balance is critical in life and in football to be in control of ourselves, to think, to make good decisions. And if we do fall down, to quickly get up and dust ourselves off and continue. Balance. I think about balance in just everyday things that I do. Golf. It's an activity that I've taken up since retiring. I've tried desperately to figure the game out. And I know that balance in the golf swing is the most critical point for without balance, nothing else will work. That balance of how we divide our time between our football duties, our career duties, and our duties to our family. That time, we touched upon time, is all we have in life. And the relationships that we develop with that time, and the habits that we have. Time, our priorities. For we all find time to do the things we really want to do. That old saying, I just don't have time. We need to figure out how to find time to set our priorities. When is it time to walk, to go in a different direction as we evaluate what we're doing with our time? What is the shelf life of our activities? of our priorities. For the acronym WIN, what's important now? That constantly changes. That constantly needs to be evaluated. But our family should never waver from our priorities. And at times we juggle for it's very difficult for us to find that balance between our career and being an effective leader in our family, a good husband, a good father, a good son, a good brother. Those challenges drove me throughout my career for I wanted to be good, I wanted to, to do well as both a family member, and as a coach. I truly believe that there are only two goals in life in terms of achieving success and what that means. I believe everything that we do is about creating a gain or avoiding a loss. And yes, 
I'll say it again from previous episodes. Our past teaches us. It helps us to understand and to grow from past successes and past failures. There's a quote that I saw once and I had it up in my office and I think it's I think it's something that guided me in learning from my past and it goes something like this like a dog returns to its vomit so does the fool repeat his folly now for some that may be a little gross, a little outlandish. But for me, it gives me that visual that I want to stay away from those things that I don't regret. For the discipline of making the right decisions with our time and with our priorities are critical in getting through this life and feeling gratitude and achievement when we're done with our careers without living with regret and sadness. There are times when we're going through this journey, when things are moving 100 miles an hour, we need to force ourselves to slow down and take a close look at what we're doing as we balance our time and our experiences both at our homes with our families and at school and on the football field as coaches. There are times during my career where I felt a lack of focus in the present. There were times when I was at school, when I was coaching, when I would be thinking about something that needed to be done at home for my family. I was driven by achieving the best possible outcome for my family. And there were times when I was at home when I was involved with something with my family where I'd be thinking about something going on at school or with football. And I urge all of you, and it's difficult, I urge all of you to prioritize and to put into 
files to put into boxes and to use your time in ways that when you're home, it's family time. And when you're at school, your focus is on your football team, your teaching career. Life, trying to figure out that balance can be confusing at times, can be very difficult. One of the things I encourage to you young coaches, to you young people who are just starting your career, as you're beginning your family, I encourage you to try Go to great lengths to include your family in as many possible activities as you can, both at home and with you in your job. Coaching allows us to do that. It gives us an opportunity to bring our family in to the world of football. There are so many opportunities and I'm grateful for those opportunities because for me, the greatest time in my life was when I would see my family participating in those activities, those opportunities for us to all be together. Those Friday nights when my children would be carrying the water out to the players those team picnics, football camp where my kids would come and be playing around as we're practicing, chasing my dog, Luke. The boosters club activities, the car washes and the bake sales where members of your family would be around. It, it was a great, great feeling to have them around. We sacrifice so much for coaching. We have to find a time, a way to slow down and reflect and to make your time a quality opportunity for many times the quantity of time you can spend with your family is just not there. I think about what a yearly plan is as a coach and all the activities that we put together for our football family. So yes, we have two families. Our family with our children, our wives, our parents, our brothers and sisters, and we have our football family, our football players, our football coaches, our Boosters Club members, the members of the community, our Little League players, the band, the school administrators, everyone that supports us. Some people have this idea that you can selectively choose 
when you're going to be committed and when you're not going to be committed. That's not how it works. You're always present with both families as the head football coach if you're doing the job properly. That yearly calendar, that organization, the execution, and then the evaluation of what we're doing every day of the year to develop our young man, the young men in our program. In an inner city, you need to keep these young men engaged. You need to keep them together in a positive way. Our gang, yes, we had a gang. That Newburgh football mentality, our program was our gang. And we, we stayed together for the whole year. Our calendar year would begin the day after the Super Bowl. February 1st normally, and we would begin at 6 a.m. in that weight room. And that year continued until the next February 1st. We had spring football, which went from February 1st to June 30th. We had Football camp at the end of the school year. We trained all summer. And then we would go away to sleepaway camp. We would participate in our regular season with, with the hope that we qualify for the playoffs. And continue as far as we could with the ultimate goal of, to win a state championship. When our season ended, normally right around Thanksgiving time, we would begin our serious college recruitment. We would take the young men on college visits, and we would continue that right through till graduation day on Academy Field in June. We had many activities to develop our young men and give back to the community. It was important. It was important to, to bring our young men to the soup kitchen and serve those in need. It was also a great opportunity to get my family involved in that. That was another sharing experience where your children can see the value of giving back. The season in particular, what a grind it was. And it was very difficult to miss all that family time. And you coaches, you're, you're dealing with that. You're juggling with that. You're trying to figure out 
How do I experience Sunday dinner with my family when I need to be in the office getting ready for the next opponent? Or how do I attend my daughter's birthday? September 21st, right in the middle of the season. And you're dealing with all of the responsibilities of being the head football coach and being responsible for 12 coaches, for over 150 young men in the program. And all that that entails. And yet your mind is on your daughter's birthday. Those are challenges. In those seven days during the season, you coaches know, those are 16-hour days. Those are days that begin at 5 a.m. and you don't get home until 8 o'clock at night. And all that entails to get the young men ready. Some will say, why do you need all that time? You don't need to be there. Sometimes our significant others don't understand that. They think we're just playing a game. They don't understand that not only are we preparing the X's and O's, what it's going to take to win on Friday night, but we're also dealing with the problems that young men have, especially inner city young men. Some of us we wear our emotions on our sleeves and we try to fix things. It can be very difficult because we can't reach everyone. We try as hard as we can, but the strife and the anxiety that comes with trying to make sure young men are okay and at the same time making sure your family's okay What is a typical week, in my opinion, for a high school program that's doing as much as they can to be successful on Friday nights? Because we know, once again, that Friday nights are about community pride. Friday nights are about coming together. Friday nights are about giving ourselves the best opportunity through our preparation to win What's important now? Winning develops a belief. It validates our efforts. It brings strength to our community. It is important. To me, the biggest decision as coaches that we need to make in terms of how we handle our in-season preparation is how do you handle the weekend? So yes, the Monday through Friday and how you handle the organization of that is your personal preference. And yes, your family should have some thought 
as to your time in that preparation. But it's the weekend, those fall weekends, that you really need to ponder. And I think one of the things that this period of time, this COVID experience, if you will, we've seen the the onset of this Zoom explosion. And I think this Zoom, for some of you, may be an opportunity to help you in your coaching, especially on the weekends, so you can spend more time with your family. This Zoom explosion has given us teachers and coaches the opportunity to to prepare and to organize and communicate through the online experience. So I think that's something to consider. Because those weekends, those Saturday mornings, as a matter of fact, as soon as the game was over and and you went out and had a bite to eat and and you got home, the first thing you wanted to do was look at the film, I'm sure. All of you coaches, it's the first thing you want to do. You want to take a look at you know, how effective was your coaching, and that film never lies. It tells us, gives us a picture of of how our players were able to execute our teaching and our game plan. And we stayed up oftentimes on those Friday nights into the wee hours of Saturday morning, and then we'd be off to begin a new week. Saturdays were about breaking film down and about checking on injuries and about taking a deep breath and collecting ourselves and and getting ready for the for the next opponent. Those Sundays, as many of you know, the make-or-break day. And I know that there are programs who don't experience Sundays. I know coaches that watch football on Sundays, the NFL. And, you know, that's fine. Um, I never, during the season, had the time to watch a college or a pro football game. Sundays were difficult. They were oftentimes, again, 16-hour days. And why? You know, why? Well, because the first thing you needed to do was evaluate your own team, your own film. And then you needed to evaluate your next opponent. And in doing that, you needed to analyze and evaluate many, many hours and many clips. And then, you know, I didn't have a secretary. Most high school coaches don't. Then you need to put all this evaluation and analysis, you know, into the computer. And then you needed to create your game plan. 
so that it was ready for the the coaches. I believed that if I had to be there all day, I didn't want to keep my coaches away from their family. And so the coaches would come in Sunday night at 6 o'clock and I would have the game plan ready. I started doing that because I saw that my young coaches had a young family and I thought it was important for them to be with their families. So yes, the weekends, especially Sundays, were often difficult. They can be lonely as a coach, sitting in that office by yourself, thinking of all the things that a high school football coach thinks of and all the things that a father thinks of and a husband thinks of and wondering, you know, what am I missing? And that's something as coaches we we need to try as hard as we can to figure it out. In closing, I would simply offer to all of you that one of the most difficult things in life to do is to end a relationship, end a career, know when it's time to walk away. And I would say that I believe most of the time we stay too long. It's difficult to walk away. And I would say that there's a difference between letting one's emotions and one's common sense make those type of decisions for you, for many times we find difficulty in deciding which way to go. Break down! In our next episode, episode six, I will get into some specifics of the Goldback football program and some of the traditions we had and some of the things that we put out for our program to help us to be successful. Thank you.